my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Tyramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll show it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're gonna get this Taramax out. We're gonna live a clean life. Yes, I go into a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Taramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to Michael Cohen's testimony, according to the Internet Chronicle, Hate Radio. Radio Hate is the suckinest, fuckinest hate radio show on the Internet, second to none, in terms of both achievement and commitment to premise. And you're hearing it now, live. I'm HateSec, and joining us uh, live this evening for the entire duration of the show without hanging up is internet columnist and famed editorial author Kilgore Trout of Chronicle.su. Kilgore, how in the Lord fuck are you and how much money have you received from Russia defending Michael Cohen on tonight's episode? Um, why would I defend Michael Cohen? Well, because I uh, know you love him so much, not because of his attachment to Trump. It's just it's the, the criminality of the man that you're so inspired by. You like oh, his. I don't know about that. You like that he's a a hustler because you fancy yourself a gambling man. It's kind of a hustler yourself. Well, we've achieved uh, great fame from hustling and bustling, and. Um, Russell Cohen has given us an advanced copy of his remarks for Congress tomorrow. Um, and he will say these things that will change the world and probably lead to the resignation of Donald Trump. He's, uh, he's the kind of guy like from an old Western, and he would come in and slam a coin down on the desk, and that meant he was filthy rich because he had money, like itself, like he had money. That's what Michael Cohen is. He's like this, he has something that not a lot of people have, which is power and access. And that's like a currency of its own that you can't, have it's like the old west yeah, but it'll always be that way michael cohen's a big boy 
and their kidnap wants they want him to do the dirty dirty and talk openly ugly about Trump saying uh he committed crimes after taking office and he says he's going to do that before taking office you mean right now i think this is after he said that trump started committing crimes after this is really funny stuff well donald trump according to michael cohen's uh advanced copy of this text that we've we've been guaranteed exclusive access to um claims the president is a racist a con man and a cheat and um Cohen says, I'm ashamed of my weakness, misplaced loyalty, the things I did for Mr. Trump to protect and promote him. I'm ashamed I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my conscience. He's a, he's a big shot, isn't he? He's got a big conscience. As a presidential candidate, he knew Roger Stone was talking with Assange personally about a WikiLeaks drop of the DNC emails and probably orchestrating them too with hackers from anonymous wow anonymous enters the mix that's right that's the big detail that we have and um these aren't you know wall sec and i said this was um people who got their start with operation isis um what's the guy's name Important internet person number yeah. 27. Yeah, we don't know. A regular big shot. Nobody would under re- remember their name. What's his name? Stranahan? Oh, Lee Stranahan? He came on our show. No, he didn't. Yeah, we, we interviewed Lee Stranahan. I think you were there for it. We never had him on our show. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That fucking Breitbart guy, right? Big right. shots, man. We're big shots. And he was going over there, and yeah, he was going to where did he go? Egypt or something? And he was saying that there's Christians there that need support. I'm like, yeah, I think the last thing that place needs is one more Christian in there, shaking that place up. Oh, good look, it's a white Christian. Thank you, Lee. Perfect, because it didn't look bad enough. You remember that? He was on his way out there is when he came on the show. I think it was like 2013 or 14. We never even had a show then, did we? Yeah. That's when uh, Assert first started coming on. Oh, that's right. And we were uh, making fun of um, KY Anonymous, or who was the guy that was like raping my enemies, that dude? He was uh, helping rapists through the power of stalking and rape. Well, I personally saw Michael Cohen um, last july and he was walking up on his own walking up uh, the peaks of otter to have a uh, soul-searching moment as he looked out across the vast uh, wilderness here in virginia that beautiful southern mountain range yeah you could see the heavy heavy heart he was carrying with him and you know he says he looks part forward tomorrow being able to call all the american people and tell them the truth Thanks, Michael. Thanks a lot for throwing that out there like that, that you'll finally tell us the truth. We appreciate it. Thanks for defending a criminal treason president. You're going to do great tomorrow, man. He's going to snitch in front of the whole nation to get, I guess, to get himself off the hook, right? No, he's already, uh, he's off. It's too late. uh, Is he in trubs? 
his trial's over. He was in super double trouble, right? He, yeah, he's going to go to prison, but he want part of his he wanted to he wanted to tell the people the truth. So oh, yeah, that's what he dude. He says uh, he'll let the American people decide exactly who's telling the truth. That sounds like the Fox News tagline: "You decide." Cohen will testify. You decide. Creepy. Well, another news to do with uh, uh, the Trump administration and the Mueller investigation. There's Jacob Wall. J Dubs. He, he's been banned from Twitter after uh, openly bragging about his sock puppet army. It was. It's a powerful army, from what I've heard. Well, it was powerful enough to create a sex harassment accusation against Mueller himself, but right. it fell apart uh, before it got off. Before it could get off? Yeah. What happened? Got well, soft? Jacob Wall, if you look at him... I'd like to look at him. Yeah, you, you look him up. He's If you saw his face come across your Twitter feed, he looks like a kind of... Like his face has already been punched in, but... It needs another another couple punches. Oh, are we going to punch him? Well, Is he from a, Boise? He's a 21-year-old uh, supposed he's, he's uh, Intel now. consultant, right? Yeah. And he's uh, always trying to plot ways to discredit the Democrats. I'm reading this off of USA Today, so... He's kind of loosely quoting here, paraphrasing. Wall shot Laura with a Glock 21 handgun. Oh, wow. It it had 20 rounds in his chamber, and I bet he he clicked the burst fire rapidly before he shot her. Laura started swinging punches. I don't know what you're talking about. but This is how he shot that girl. He didn't shoot anybody. Oh, he didn't? No. In Boise? No, you're reading the wrong. By wall, it's W O H L. I think you <laughs> spelled it. This guy. It's not even this, guy. this guy in Boise fucking shot yeah, a girl with a Glock 21. Yeah, 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 the wrong guy. What? You got to look at this guy's face. He's all red in the face, like he just shot a girl. Check him out. He's a handsome devil. It's it's these. It's always these fucking. Wormy looking short haired blonde guys. No, this is, this is uh, really not the right guy. No, this the is not time. him. Yeah, it's not. It's not but him. this guy, he had a Glock, dude. Wait, who did he kill? It was just a road rage thing. He shot some chick on the street. Like, that guy threw his life away for road rage. And he's still red in the face in the picture where he's been. Like, he was so road raged. He's permanently road raged, like you can see in his face. I wonder, like that moment just shattered him, you know? Could you imagine road rage that mounts on you so hard that it just fucking, it shatters your entire reality? And for our listeners who are totally fucking lost, um, HateSec has searched for the wrong guy and and, uh, is talking about someone different than you're thinking about here for uh... (laughs) a... This guy at Wall. Uh, well, let's see how interesting the real Jacob talk. Wall is. W O H L. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. He's much more. Uh, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, he looks like a people's minds. Grand Theft Auto 4 character. He's a 21-year-old schemer who spends all a lot, a lot of time on the internet, and he um, tried to hire uh, uh, an accuser, and he tr- he pretended to be a uh, Israeli intelligent agent, and uh, and he shot a girl in a road rage incident. Right. Yeah. At the Glock know. 21. But this is. This is a really what's what's this deal? Why is he so? Uh, why is he a bad guy? Because he well, looks like a villain, right? And that's what he is. He's, we're looking at a twenty-one-year-old villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable that he's uh, up to this high-profile type of crap. And a true felony. Uh, some law professors have said his actions are could be construed by a federal prosecutor as wire fraud, obstruction of justice, or conspiracy, or possibly other state statutes. And, may, you know, a lot of fell into a kind of a gray zone. So he's letting Jack Berkman, a Republican operative, basically control his legal shit. And he's just standing there like a, like a pawn on a chessboard, just move me where I go, Jack. He's got this yeah. look on oh, his yeah. face, like, just tell me what to do, Republican operative. I am your peon. And we've got a representative in the Congress here threatening Michael Cohen in advance of his testimony. He said, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful in prison when you're in prison. Oh, I read that. Was that what this guy wrote? No, it's just related because it's oh, okay. a more investigation. This guy is the fucking piece of shit scumbag that tried to smear Mueller with these yeah. false sex allegations using yeah, the Me Too shit. He dragged some random woman on Craigslist into it. A Craigslist? Yeah, oh, he hired some Craigslist woman to kind of frame as the accuser. He thought, I'll just float 50 bucks along on Craigslist. No, I was looking at it. It's unbelievable. It looked like uh, she paid him two grand, right? Oh, yeah, that's odd. That sounds okay. odd. This is, this is that same USA Today article, but uh, it says here... Uh, that's suspicious, man. Where would that money have come from? Well, from <laughs> let, me, let me read it for you. 34-year-old Carolyn Cass of Los Angeles said, Wall tricked her by pretending to be an investigator and she paid the man two grand and he did no work and offered her just a promise of employment at his uh, fake intelligence agency and uh, (coughs) had her speak on the phone to you know fake people and uh, she she um, later learned she was just being put up uh, to be a uh, stand-in for uh, making allegations, fake allegations about Mueller. They made it up, they wrote it, and DocuSigned it. DocuSigned it. Whatever. So, I mean, I don't know how she got tricked into paying two grand to him. It's one of these, I guess she promised him a job. Yeah, but why would she be the victim in, in this and not just some random idiot? Well, 
Like, how is she not just some random idiot, but she's actually an active participant? I mean, that doesn't, this doesn't go into too much detail here. I bet, I bet this chick likes to take a lot of chances. Well, you know, there are a lot of marks out there who are easily scammed, and she was one of them. I'm sorry. I mean, it's true that every day, every day thousands of people are chipped out of their money by uh, clever, Wall. clever liars. Like every day Jacob you Wall. might run into a Jacob Wall who's going to give you that dead look in his eyes, and you'll just know he's on your side. You'll end up <laughs> sending him two grand and, and uh, being put up to, for a job that's never going to pay out. Dude, there is not one picture of this guy where he looks approachable, fun, interesting, on no, friendly. Good. Like I said, he's way more uh, like that guy, the other Jake Wall, who jumped out of his car and gunned someone down with a Glock. Uh, he looks more more human and friendly than this. <laughs> he does. The scammer. He looks like a good old boy who just wants to get down and party some on a Saturday night. Yeah, probably had some kind of uh, bad reaction to some drugs and paranoia, you know, or just some anger issue or something. Yeah. This Jacob Wall guy is a, a danger to humanity, not just a single person, you know. And to the humanity party, from what I understand. Chris Namelka has kept an eye on him. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. He says to watch for these types. Because uh, you can use them to your advantage. How many people like Jacob Wall do you think um, Chris Namelka has met and been like, there's my man, there's my fucking peon. I can use him. I can use him. He would be, <laughs> go- he would be good in Florida, you know? Well, I would say Chris Namelka is more like a Jacob Wall. You know, he's a he is that kind of slick guy who will get all your money from you and then have you doing chores around the house for him, right? Right. Just the same uh, scamming type of mindset. Did he kick around in Florida for a little while in the 90s? Chris no, I doubt it. No, he's uh, popped back and forth between California and Salt Lake City, I think. Oh, okay. He just, just seems like a Florida dude. Points. Uh, You know, I don't know. I, I think the Mormons kind of avoid Florida for some reason. And everywhere except California and uh, Salt Lake City. You don't see him around too much. It's kind of their their own little country there. So I thought it was a, a Republican member of Congress um, threatening to reveal Michael Cohen's extra marital affairs. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. If you're trying to help the president, I'm sure that's how you're going to do it. You know, I bet Trump is like, thanks a pant load, that, that helps. But Cohen has said that he is going to talk about that shit. But I'm wondering, this snotty fucking tweet that you read earlier like hey michael cohen do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends i just want to say to that person go fuck yourself because like this these false allegations are are out there anyway right well it's it's, uh, what is it discredit deny it's one of these uh it's just kind of like a tactic for Says maybe tonight would be a good time for that chat. I wonder if she'll remain faithful while you're in prison. It's like, dude, who the fuck are you? Yeah, what does this have to do with the uh, 
the president and when he's about to say to the president Buckus, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck about Michael Cohen dicking around with, on you know with three or four girlfriends. Everybody at that level is doing that. They're wife swapping. They're going to those parties where everybody's wearing a mask and hanging from the ceilings and shit, and you're banging everybody's wives. Okay, a girlfriend on the side, please. Taking some girl. I saw you taking her out for furniture. I well, know Michael, what that Cole, means. Michael Cohen's going around basically. As the repentant sinner who's saying I've been living my whole life the wrong way as a whore, you know, a fixer for crooks and racist type of people who have would turn into monsters, and I now that it, my now that uh, my neck's on the line, I'm, I'm gonna squeal. I'm gonna tell all you about it. And this thing about oh, well, he's cheating on his wife too. Well, well, duh, right? <laughs> I mean. Uh, I'm so surprised that this man who's a, you know going on the repentance tour has a you know isn't some saint, right? And um, well, let's uh, shift gears from the whole Mueller thing, right, and get into maybe back back into what we were talking about last night with the uh, nuclear war looming. And I said several things last night that I I need to take back because I maybe said oh maybe India or or uh, Africa are going to be untouched by the nuclear weapons, but today it's looking like nuclear war is going to touch off between India and Pakistan. And uh, today, uh, India launched some preemptive strikes in the Pakistani territory, allegedly to wipe out some terrorists who had crossed the border and, and incited violence and committed some terrorist bombings and so on. And uh, Pakistan today uh, was was waving the nuclear stick around. And uh, it looks like, you know, uh, that's their only option in a, kind of, in a, in a serious protected conflict with India uh, to win. Because they don't have the size or the sophistication or the, you know, just military strength to, to win a war against India. And they've lost every war they've ever fought against India. And uh, yet they have a nuke. So they have this nuclear deterrent and uh, it's not deterring India. They're dropping big bombs in Pakistani territory. And... Uh, India is serious too. They they're firing professors for uh, basically just saying we shouldn't go to war. This uh, assistant professor at the Kalinga Institute of Technology was fired, and all she said was India shouldn't go to war with Pakistan. I've seen this before. I've seen them do this. Every so often, they like to fire a professor or something. Because they'll speak out like this, and it's like, I don't know, making an example, but they don't even do it that much. It's, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to war. Pakistan and uh, India, maybe they will, right? That may be what touches it off. Maybe you know, um, this is the spark that ignites your wonderful lethal troker future drone doctors. Well, you can listen to last night's episode if you want to hear about that. 
Um, uh, and, uh, well, that's the, you know, imagine there's a nuclear bomb that goes off in, in India tomorrow, right? And Pakistan says, don't, don't touch us. We're, we're an angry cobra and we've bit you. And, uh, then uh, there's a retaliatory strike and then everyone's willing to meet up at the table and have this tense negotiation and they're trying to contain it all and you know the whole world is now focused on this conflict and you've got Russia and, and the US coming in all their diplomats flying in and, and trying to negotiate this thing and uh, Chinese too get drawn into it and you know, where does it go from there? You think there can be such thing as a, a limited nuclear war, or is it is it destined to uh, break out into the nuclear holocaust we all we all obsess about in our uh, Hollywood movies that will leave us roving in bands of road warriors? I feel like the first one will go off, and it's going to shock everyone. But then, if another mean, one goes you mean the off... Third, you mean the third one, right? Yeah, the first new one. The third <laughs> in history. But you know what I mean. Right. There's going to be a couple in rapid succession if that happens. And, you know, and then who the hell... And then it, I think it will happen where everybody decides, okay, I see what a nuke is. We're launching ours. And it becomes a domino effect of countries nuking all the, the little countries that they always wanted to nuke. They wanted their moment, right? And everybody wants to put a new chapter in their history books, and, well, they, and really, they go for it all at once. The, the really chilling thing is um, Pakistan's the one that's likely to pull the trigger because they're the ones who uh, have something to gain from it, right? And uh, they're a Muslim country, right? And... Uh, well, we know about Islamophobia, right? And uh, the U.S. is not likely to side with Pakistan, right? The CIA might. No. What are they? You know, India is not necessarily a uh, ally, but uh, they're there. They're there. They're a big population, a lot of money there, and traditionally they have been an ally to the U.S. and. Great Britain and, and all that. Yeah, I think they'll be an ally to the U.S. But no, they're lately they're willing to play China and uh, even Russia and buy arms from them and and play this kind of uh, complicated uh, game of working different world powers against each other to get to get an advantage out of it. And the nationalism in India at the moment is. Uh, kind of Hitler levels with this Modi guy. And, uh, I mean, if you follow the Twitter on India, you ever, you ever look at uh, politics in India? You ever look into that? No. No, I mean, it's, it's hard to really, it's a really complicated scene there with so many different, uh, so many different kind of, uh, languages and cultures and, and, uh, perspectives and so on but this this Hindu nationalism thing it is really powerful influence and there have been some 
just outright pogroms against Muslims and other people too. And uh, it seems to be ramping up more and more rather than uh, chilling out. And this terrorist attack from a Pakistani group and this uh, bombing into Pakistan is uh, just a new height. And both these are nuclear-capable countries, and the threats are uh, real right now. That is hilarious. Really funny stuff. How about that baby alligator biting a guy's cock off? No, I didn't bite Do we have that? that? Yeah, we have that. The uh, real uh, levity. Yeah, there was this uh, Florida man. <laughs> it happened in Florida. There we yeah. go. And you see him in this video, and he's uh, he's he like starts snapping his finger or flicking it through the mouth of this little alligator. <laughs> And then you see him like stick his tongue in, in the alligator's mouth real quick, and <laughs> and there's just fucking with this alligator. The other guy has him like I haven't seen held. it. Yeah, and uh, by at the end you see him reach down towards his pants, and you're like, oh, I know it's coming now. Yeah, he and he flips whips his out, winky in it. Whips out his left nut, not his winky. I guess you can call him nuts a winky. Maybe let's oh, rib, well, let me see the video. His, all right, uh, this is the, this is my kind of thing. This is uh, what do you call this? What genre? Where did where did you find this on X Hamster? Under what heading? R slash WTF. It's the it's the top one today. Sometimes this subreddit, I really don't like what I see there, and I wish I hadn't seen it. And other times, like this video, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. This guy is uh, fucking with this alligator, and he really gets what he deserves. I can't wait. Do it for the snap. Do it for the snap. Check out. They're like, go for the snap. You gotta touch him. You gotta touch him. Do it for the snap. Do it for the snap. Oh, these are some good old fucking Louisiana boys. Do your finger. Florida. Oh no, he's he's already got a hole in his pants for the ball to flop out through. And he's just got this thing by the neck, like. <laughs> and in the and in the video, when when it's clamped on, you can see he's kind of excited by it, <laughs> like this wild man. You mean like the the look on the on the Florida man's face? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he knows that this is some viral, out of control shit. I'm a I'm an internet fucking hero now, man. He got a rush out of that. Like that was you, that was the high point of this man's life. I bet he didn't make a face like that when he got his first blowjob. He looked happy. Seems like he uh, needs to uh, leave the animals alone. I think he probably should be charged with animal cruelty, and then uh, probably bestiality, some kind of sexual. It was kind of a sex crime. crime. And then uh, then he needs to uh, either find some woman who will bust his balls or or just hire one. He needs to find a pair of pants that don't let him just flop a ball out whenever he needs. I mean, maybe that's good. Maybe that's his whole thing is he's an alligator guy. He knows this trick where he can flop his balls out. You think it's not going to bite his nuts. He knows it's going to bite his nuts. What are those pants Chuck Norris always uh, 
You see Chuck Norris out doing high kicks in those jeans that have the extra pleat. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's probably gets one of those and, and his uh crotch won't rip out. You know, if you've never if you've ever worn jeans, you a crotch rips right out if you do a little stretching or work in them. I uh, uh I would like a pair of pants that has the buttons where the whole ass dumps out. And I, never, I don't oh like uh those aren't. They don't do those on pants. You gotta get coveralls. No, I want them custom made because I want it to come down and under, where it unbuttons from the front, and folds all the way out and down and underneath and behind. But I'm still wearing it around my legs. Well, you're gonna have to hire some uh, high fashion um, designer for that because I don't. You know, that's you might see it on the runway. This year, folks, next year. You might see Hate Sack on the runway wearing this dumper that fucking snaps <laughs> loose. It's got, it's got those metal button snaps, like a leather jacket. and uh, The whole bottom drops out in case you shit yourself, and you got to let it all loose in, in one uh, dump. Yeah, and you also need to dangle your junk and everything else like a baby. It's like a baby's jumper that would... Uh, you know, adult men, instead of having that extra pleat that lets you do a high kick and knock a MP5 out of an enemy's hand, you could have this uh, this pleated fucking dumper. And anytime you needed to, like, you could just dump a load out and then keep going and keep kicking ass. So it's every well, bit as competitive. Yeah, you've been totally, at this point, this, this comes into style, we got real trouble. Everything's about to collapse. That, those pants or those kind of jeans would be uh, just a sign of the end of humanity. If you only drink Starbucks and drink cigar or smoke cigarettes, and that's your diet, you know you're gonna you're gonna have some crazy shit going on with your bowels anyway. So, just go with it. Uh, pants for the modern day diet by Dr. Troubadour Fashion designer when your guts hang loose and your asshole is involuntarily prolapsed like you've not even been having fun with it oh, it might be time for the lethal droger dumper and it comes oh, yeah. in two colors oh, yeah. <laughs> navy blue and uh, khaki well, let's go over some of our upcoming guests uh, we've got this would be uh, next Friday not, not this Friday but next no this Friday this Friday Lee Stranahan is coming on no, He's no. Tell us about his mission. Steve, Steve, the head developer of the Pursuance Project, has moved on to a new project, or is it the same one? We'll we'll learn we'll learn more about that on Friday. A lemon and, Steve uh, on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure whatever name he's come up with is twice as good as Pursuance, which. Let's face it, that's a word that almost nobody ever uses. Well, let's not be down on it yet. We have a pursuance project of our own in the works. Uh, We're just waiting for the software to launch, and and we're ready to get that flowchart cooking. Yeah, you you know that meme where you got a skeleton sitting in a computer? I can't wait. Still waiting on the pursuance project. I cannot wait to see what Barrett Brown comes up with You actually can't wait because it's not going to happen. And, There's uh, $50,000 on the line. We've got other... Uh, I want you to tell me about this other guy we've got lined up. Uh, supposedly oh. Pizza Tank Top Bro of the Wood Boys. Yeah. I've never heard 
That sounds like I should know about it. We've listened what is, to the Wood. What the, is the Wood Boys? The Wood Boys are a musical group, and he was never, also a pet fortune teller. I've never heard of the Wood. Have you, has he been on our show before? Yeah, he came on the show. Oh, in I remember that. He sucked, dude. No. Why are we getting him back again? He's from the Wood Boys, and uh, he's got a new project. Him. He has a web series, and he has a podcast. His web series is pretty funny, and he's trying oh, okay. to get some attention to his podcast. I'm feeling like that's going to fall right through. Well, he'll come. All right. Well, I hope you have some questions for him, because I sure as hell don't. You're not going to participate? I don't know who... <laughs> I'll participate, but I don't know who this guy is. I wouldn't know from Adam. I'll just let him know that you'll be on the line listening. I mean, that's probably all. I, mean, I may have something. You, you can know. you can sound a buzzer or something if it goes in a direction you don't like. You could honk. You could honk well, an air horn. Sorry for our uh, nuclear apocalypse thing, where we all uh, face the grim reality of. I'll give you a bell. Of a. Uh, what is it? You, you know, the thing about it is, maybe it's not funny, but listen, this is this is the uh, the sword of Damocles. And you know who Damocles is, yeah? He was from Final Fantasy VI. He had a major role in that game. What did he do in, in Final Fantasy? I'm I'm curious. I'll tell you what he what he did in mythology. Well, but, let's hear that. Well, <laughs> okay. So Damocles. <coughs> I forget exactly why, but I guess he thought he could be a better uh, ruler of uh, uh, whatever, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, Bacchus, Dionysus, the god of wine and madness and and uh, jubilation, and you know, you know him, right? Well, I know that there is only one true God, known as the Lord Jesus Christ. But go ahead. Well, when Damocles wanted to sit on his throne and be the ruler of all that shit, right? Yeah. Everybody wants that. And, uh, you know, Dionysus said, well, yeah, sure, you can be the lord of the party. Uh, but, hold on. And he hung, he hung this big, heavy sword over his, over his, uh, his throne with a, uh, single thread. Just this single fraying thread. And, uh, he said, yeah, you can sit there as long as you want. And, uh, Damocles, you know, I don't remember exactly what he did. Let me bring up WikiLeaks. Fire it uh, up, dude. Let's let's get some diplomatic cables we'll on the see. screen. I yeah, want to yeah. hear what uh, Jumpin' Julian Assange is up to. We have not checked on him in a while. We we normally do a WikiLeaks checkup. We thought we weren't going to be doing these anymore because something happened. Something changed. And now we don't know. Where's Julian now? Julian Assange. News. Oh, Michael Cohen is going to testify that Trump knew of the WikiLeaks plot. That's why I said you weren't listening to me, obviously. I already went over that. Uh, well, sometimes <laughs> I miss stuff, man. It's like... Well, you got what, all caught what up. What are you going to do? That, that wrong Jacob Wall. That really excited <laughs> That guy. excited about the, that murderer. <laughs> <laughs> he was clicking, uh, toggling burst fire repeatedly before finally shooting the woman in a road rage incident. That, to me, was funny. That's a lot. Of, but, you know, this Michael Cohen, uh, Jacob Wall, he's a pretty good old boy, too. He's got a hell of a haircut. Strong jawline, like you said. A lantern jaw at the age of 18. Uh, and now he's uh, 
a, a conservative activist. What even is that? I can't, you know, are they going to stand and protest a fucking, you know? Well, a, a conservative activist, somebody who uh, who wants to pervert uh, democracy to serve the uh, very few, the billionaires, and uh, hopefully suckle a few million off of it for themselves as a favor. Um, kind of like, uh, <laughs> well... I don't know. I we really lost the uh, lost the thread there with uh, Damocles. Assange has his passport. Who is passport? Assange has a valid Australian passport. What good does that do him? Uh, the uh, there's a, the document something about a strategy against WikiLeaks, talking about it being propaganda, Russian operatives. Should we get into this? I don't. I'd love to hear about what's happening with Assange because you know what? For the past uh, couple months, he's been in this kind of purgatory where you hear in the news where he's on his very last legs in this uh, yeah. embassy. And uh, especially with the Cohen testimony coming tomorrow that's going to implicate him in this Russian conspiracy or some kind of conspiracy to smear the DNC and leak their documents. Um, you know, he's even more under the heat and scrutiny of uh, the public. Uh, and he seems to have kind of disappeared or somehow crawled into a hole. Or, yeah, he's been silenced, but uh, you just don't hear anything about him at all. There, uh, to find any corroborative indictment. Yeah, dude, this is a really hard article to read, but it's basically saying that they try to come up with some shit on him and the U.S. wants to hold him to a fence. Um, but his entry to Australia would be tentative that he uh, has no offense, but they say that everything is cool, so he could come in, but he would obviously be turned over straight to America. He's got a new passport. Um, good for him, I guess. But I don't think he's going to Australia with that. No, I mean, he's much less stepping foot outside the embassy to even think of getting on that plane, right? What do you think would happen to a plane with Assange on it if he got on a plane? He's well, old now. He's an think, older looking dude. I don't dude. think he could get on a plane. I mean, that's kind of like that's just a fan. It's like asking what it would be like if he jumped on a on a unicorn. It's <laughs> say somehow uh, he can't dead, even go dead, fishing. I say somehow he snuck out of the embassy, got by all the guards at the and got snuck onto an airport somewhere and took off. Well, maybe he'd get away. No one would notice if he got that far. And if they did, they could uh, ground that plane. They could uh, intercept it with jets, order it to land, and and deal with it that way. They've done that when they thought Snowden was on that plane. Remember? Do you think? It's crossed his mind to just dress up like an old woman or something, go out with his head covered, get in a taxi, oh, sure. and I, disappear I think into London. Thoughts like that are probably plaguing him constantly. He says, why couldn't I do that? I could do that any day. Yeah. If I just did it at exactly the right time, or I would know I would notice. Tunnel out underneath tunnel the like a rat. with my teeth. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, 
crawl through a tiny drain pipe to a to the ocean and swim home yeah. to Iceland. People are not made to be uh, locked up like that. No, and it is kind of a, a terrible situation he's in. I, I think he uh he, he ought to just uh, base the music. It's coming. Get it over with. Uh, it, it used to be he said, oh, I can keep doing my work here. So uh, I'll just keep doing that. But now he can't. He can't do shit. Uh, yeah, what's he supposed to do? I don't think he... I mean, all he can do is hold out. It's like a big edging game now. Get over, get it over with. Just go... Uh, face the music. Make your argument that you're doing a good thing. And you didn't do those bad things. And How could he... Uh, how could he... Why wouldn't he just go and whatever the fucking charge is? Just... It's got to be better than laying around in an embassy at this point. Did he think that this would be over well, by now? Of course, he's a victim of his own kind of uh, hype up, hyped up propaganda, and he's sure they're going to take him to a black site and, and do all this shit to him that they do to Al Qaeda. Right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. He's starting to look like Sue Basco or something on a scale of ridiculousness. Like, well, I mean, dude, just go tell him you didn't rape those chicks. <laughs> you know, I mean that's it. And if and if you did, then fucking do some time. You're gonna get to use a computer and stuff in prison. Like it's not actually in the world. a cushy Swedish prison in this little. Oh, dude! If he can get yeah. into one of those, I think people fucking apply to those prisons to get in because <laughs> they want there. Oh yeah, they're well, just you know, that good. In in uh, Norway. Andrus Breivik has internet access and he posts on uh, all kinds of right-wing forums still. I bet he's a leader on those forums. Oh, sure. Because he's like, I did it, man. Like, and there no, was no, like, Anders, he stood by his he words. He says violence isn't the way anymore. Oh, I guess he has to say that from prison. Yeah, Does he put a wink? Internet away. Emoticon after it, he uses a wink. I don't, you know, I don't really read his, let's his get, posts. Let's pull it up, man. I did read his um his manifesto, and it's interesting that this uh, right wing terrorist who got caught uh, with this big assassination plot recently against basically everyone on Trump's shit list uh, also was uh, just a big. Not also, but himself was a uh, radicalized by this uh, document. And uh, the thing about that document is it was mostly plagiarized. And then there were 20 or 30 pages that were the guy's autobiography, right, that had brought him up to this point in this act. And it was kind of a sad story of like a some guy who couldn't buy himself happiness and blamed, uh, you know, left-wingers or something. Jacob Wall? No. The Twitter uh, sock conservative? Andres Breivik. But Jacob Wall looks a lot like Andres Breivik. He could be the same kind of guy. They're, you know, they're like chosen white dude type of faces. Yeah, they got that same kind of blankness and emptiness. You can see there's no kind of joy in their life. Somebody was taking creep shots of Alexandria right. Ocasio. Yeah, 
as we're recording this, the uh, the war in India is heating up. They're shutting down airports. Their Pakistani jets are bombing uh, places in India. Jesus Christ. Uh, the Air Force, an Indian plane has been shot down in uh, Kashmir. This is fucking serious, man. Uh, are you going to go out there and help? has made an official statement. They undertook strikes um, to uh, demonstrate our right, will, and capability for self-defense. We do not wish to escalate, but we're prepared. They're forced into that paradigm. That's what I said. And it's a proportional response, not designed to cause escalation. Uh, uh, Pakistan has captured the Indian pilot who was shot down. He didn't die. Okay. Was he taking creep shots? No, I'm, I'm sure these were uh, kind of bombing or fighter jet type of missions rather than uh, merely reconnaissance, which usually nowadays it's done with uh, drones. Drones going up under people's skirts on the bus stop. Is that possible now? Do people have like little bug drones that they drive around on buses? Little bugs. That'd be cool. Like a little, it'd be like a matchbox car. But it's got a camera and you're just Jesus. looking up oh, yeah, chick skirts. Super cool. yeah. Driving it up and down the aisles. That sounds like something uh, on Pee Wee Herman's Twitter feed. Or, um. You ever see Pee Wee Herman's Twitter? There was, uh. There was all these crappy gadgets. He's Home Alone sh- 3. In Home Alone 3, he, re- he put the uh, camcorder on the um, on the car on a remote controlled car and he was driving it around that was a classic Macaulay Culkin wouldn't do it so they got some snotty kid with a bowl cut to do it it was like why why this movie and it was supposed to be so fucking good that they I took I didn't us... even know it existed I didn't know there was a three yeah that's a that in itself is a story. Home Alone 3 exists, by the way. No Macaulay Culkin, either. I yeah. was in... Uh, I was seven or eight years old, and they took us on a bus from the elementary school to the movie theater. Like, you kids have to see this. It was mandatory. So, <laughs> so it's a bright, beautiful, sunny day on the beach. And we and we get on the bus and we we go to the we go to the Cineplex. We go to this dark Cineplex <laughs> and we watch Home Alone three and it's a complete turn and it's taking place in winter, you know. Like it, it wasn't. It was completely out of place and it was such a piece of shit. But yeah, it exists. Like this show. It's a piece well, of shit. And um, it exists. Getting more information in my feed here. There were actually two uh <laughs> two downed air- aircraft. Or maybe three. One was Pakistan. Pakistan's F sixteen. Two were Indian crafts. How were they bringing them down? Surface to air missiles? Uh they had a uh close air engagement, uh, perhaps a dogfight. Wow. The stakes are getting real. Are these fighter jets nuclear equipped? Very possibly, but 
Not these ones that were shot down, it seems. The nuance is impeccable on Hey Radio tonight. Jacob Wall, Twitter sock conservative, has more. <laughs> we pitched to Jacob Wall. Hey, Jacob Wall works here now. We just threw to him. He's out in the field with an interview with dead other dead horses. How, who was that Russian that got sentenced for espionage by the Russian government? Oh, yeah, Kaspersky. Um, let's find his name here. Uh, Sergei Mikhailov, former deputy head of the FSB's Inter- Information Security Center, was sentenced to 22 years in prison and a fine, probably massive. Um, also, Ruslan Stoyanov, uh, was an exec at the Kaspersky Cybersecurity Forum, got 14 years, and they uh, were both... This is... Uh, I love the way NBC has written this. Two men listened to the sentencing from inside a glass cage flanked by masked men. Yeah. They got real fucking creative. Mikhailov was striped of his colonel's rank and military decorations. Did they, did they come up in front of everybody and rip it off his chest? Uh, it doesn't say that, but we can uh, interpolate that. The, uh, his uh, elite services to the Fatherland badge was ripped off by one of the masked men, stomped, and uh, and then and then uh, hammered into several pieces by by the judge himself with his mallet. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little aggressive judge, Your Honor. That's, could you imagine the judge up on the stand like that? Standing on the podium, like down like he's, like he's driving a nail into the roof, just smashing your badges? That would be so fucking cool if that's how they did it. <laughs> That's how it, that's how it happened, dude. I'm telling you the story here, word for word. Well, hard to NBC. believe. This is this is from the National Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, I mean their writers are really stepping it up a notch, trying to. If you want to come off as real news and not fake news, you got to add that little extra twist of uh, fiction nowadays. It, it's a little panache. People watch so much TV that they they see a real thing and they just don't. Uh, it doesn't register as reality anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see a real thing and have it be real. They're not acted. They ain't acting. There's not some dramatic uh, stomping of metals here. You really? You I need it? to see the producer's hands doing it himself. That's the level of artifice I require. From my entertainment, I want to see the director in everything. I'm James Lipton now, and you're uh, Phil Philip Donahue. Oh sure, whoever that is, fucking. You told never us heard that these names in my life. Compelling story about the baby alligator and the, and the gentleman from Florida who so carefully removed a testicle from his pants through a hole in the denim and dared to put it in the mouth of a baby alligator that he was holding it by the throat. That sex uh, fiend uh, alligator torture deserves 20 years in prison for that. 
I didn't think I was looking at a animal-related sex crime until the camera moved back up to his face and he was looking into the camera with with everything in his soul. He, you could tell that this was far beyond uh, a simple accident or a prank among friends. This was something else to Florida man tonight. And you He's heard it here first. Far. He's wow. gone too far. Probably had a little bit too much of the bath salts that night. We'll find out when the uh, autopsy results come in of the baby alligator. And and we get to find out what that man also had in his system. What was he doing? Because they say that once you get a taste for baby alligators biting down on your nutsack, you never really shake it. It's it stays with you, <laughs> and it's something that you chase forever. So I'm not excusing it. I'm just trying to offer a little context to some of our more sensitive listeners. Hey, Michael uh, Cohen, do your wife and father-in-law know about your girlfriends? Go fuck yourself, you fucking loser. Go, go start a blog. Glenn Greenwald Glenn Greenwald is having a bit of a meltdown today. Oh no. What happened to Glenn? Well, he's uh, done a lot of apologizing and uh, kind of uh, interference running between Trump and uh, the Russian and the Russia thing, as he calls it. He doesn't buy the Russia thing at all. And he's uh, always defended Trump's uh, foreign policies, non-interventionist. And uh, now we see uh, this uh, move on Venezuela that's possibly about to unfold in the coming days. And uh, it's not going to be good for, you know, for his uh, mindset, I think. What's going to happen? Is he going to be sensitive? Open to triggering? Yeah, he's pretty sensitive right now. Looks like he's losing his shit. Do you think he'll call into the show if we ask him? Glenn Greenwald? No. He's got me blocked. Oh, but he'll call me. He hasn't blocked me. Then he'll hear my voice and be like, oh, it's that guy who created Glenn Greenwald. I think David Columbia would talk to Glenn Greenwald for us and uh, get him on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. That sounds totally likely. Because yeah, they argue. They argue back and forth on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I've noticed that. I mean, he argues with that. Glenn Greenwald is uh, dying for an argument. Let's. Uh, what can we argue point? him? What would be a fun thing to uh, come at oh, Glenn Christ. with? There's nothing that I couldn't imagine. I haven't paid attention to the guy for years. There's uh, there's always the possibility we could go on Craigslist, hire a girl $50 an hour to pretend that she had something to do with him. And Even better, have her pay us two grand for the, <laughs> for the uh, opportunity, right? That's how grifters work. Part of it is uh, you want them to, you know, do your bidding, but beg you. 
Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Please, please. Please let me <laughs> pay you two grand and uh, do this uh, smear job on Mueller. It's a it's a crazy high level game they're playing, and um, I would hate to be any actor in any part of this whole game. I would not want my name on any of that shit. On what shit? The investigation, dude. This whole political game. Could you imagine being a name or a figure in this nightmare as it's all coming crashing down around you? I don't see what you're afraid of. I'm not afraid of anything because it's not happening to me. I'm just asking you to picture the immensity of the fucking nightmare that's uh, unfolding on these people as their their crimes are coming out. It's such high-level shit, dude. High-profile failures. It's an exciting time to watch this stuff. You know, we, we got to say that we were 32 when Michael Cohen, President Trump's lawyer, fucking turned on him in the whole nation and revealed his crimes publicly. Well, it's, I imagine it'll be a big, uh, big letdown the day Trump resigns. I th- By the Everybody time he finally of- resigns, we're all going to know that it was happening for so long. And what happened what happened after Nixon? We got a Jimmy Carter, right? JC? Yeah. I believe so. No. You think Bernie is uh, going to be the Jimmy Carter who can deliver? I don't think he's going to build as many houses. <laughs> uh see Jimmy Carter had big trouble with uh, foreign foreign relations. Trying to get that steel in? Uh, for his houses? No, his, uh, we're talking the, uh... Oh, his presidency? We're talking about the, uh, his presidency, not his, uh, post-presidency, clearly. He would, he would grab that foreign policy by the pussy. He was known, you know... No, he was known for fucking things up with Iran. He, He was the President Trump of fucking up with Iran. King fuck up. Alright, I'm I'm following this uh, Pakistan India developing uh, conflict. This is a really freaky thing. We'll remember the beginning of the nuclear war too. I was 32 when Pakistan and India started down in each other's jets live on Hey Radio. Um, three Pakistani jets had. had entered Indian airspace, but were intercepted and, and turned back. Um, so this is a... This air battle that's unfolding is a... Pretty badass. They're using afterburners. Well, there's um, some... Uh, Doing barrel rolls. There's been some artillery shelling. Focusing fire on uh, some outposts. Yeah, causing so. casualties. There are no civilian casualties, but the people... In the areas are where the where they're shelling are panicking, yeah. And uh, there's still the some evacuation trauma. plan is in phase is in is in phase one. At least four people killed, seven wounded in Pakistan, and there's a continued operation against militants in Kashmir. 
Oh, cashmere. Uh, if you're if you're in the area, go to a Liebel Droger Health node, where uh, Liebel Droger has just started to set up camps, and oh, these are safe places. That's really now. That's really fun. <laughs> you go out. I'm sure all our listeners in India are cracking a smile at that one. And you look, it's it'll make you better if you if you're not feeling so well during this conflict, you can come out there, and uh, it's a safe space, and you can sign a waiver if you want. It's completely voluntary. That lets us, <clears throat> not us, but Lebel Troger, um, run experiments with China, nanobots, New Zealand. Everybody, Mumbai, Mike Pompeo, all <laughs> calling up both sides, begging for them to stop, so they can uh, better, you know, influence the world. I just uh, I like the begging for it to stop in general. That's a nice concept. A person with their hands on their face, screaming, begging for it to stop. I'm seeing uh, some people shooting some memes off at India and Pakistan. Shit just got real, for instance. Oh, so, so now the meme war has begun. Yeah. Cool. It's 2019. It's a historic moment on the show. Is uh, When have we ever announced the downing of a Pakistani fucking fighter jet. I didn't Live even know they had them. Air. Live on there. What, what kind of a racist are you who thinks Pakistanis uh, can't afford to have 16? Well, look, I don't are, want to sound racist or anything, but I thought can, they were still flying around on Zeppelins. You can buy F-16 on, uh, on, at a big discount nowadays from the U.S. Army. It's I had, those, they uh, had biplanes. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the biplane of today. You can just buy them down at the wholesaler I've seen Lockheed dirt Grumman garage sale, dirt runways, leading down into Karachi. It's a nice place, man. They have wonderful airships there. I'm not disagreeing. The if you really want to, you know, the the thing that only uh probably Europeans can afford is that old uh maybe also Asian, you know, East Asia. If we're talking South Korea, Japan. The JSF, the uh, what's it called, the F-35. You gotta play, pay a pretty penny for one of them. An F-35, huh? How many of those do you think we should pick up on the way up to Canada when we go? Do you need one? Because I've got a couple. You can just borrow mine. Hell, you can afford an F-35. You might as well be a billionaire. Look. I, I can afford one, but I can't afford the crew to maintain that sort of thing. You got to have somebody out there standing with goggles on and wands and stuff, and they've got to catch. They got to snare you on a goddamn tow cable. Christ, you need a whole uh, whole office building full of uh, computers <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, programmers and engineers and and. Uh, you know this big radar array just to get the damn thing off the ground. It's like it's complex. If, if Apple were to make a, a fighter jet, it would be the F thirty five. 
And, and shit, you you press wrong one wrong button and things bricked. Yeah. You're heading for the ground. You've launched into a mandatory update, but you don't have enough memory. And uh, your fighter jet suddenly cut off its engines. And you want to talk about hackable? The Russians—they've already got their fingers in it before you before you boot it up. Oh yeah, the Russians got their fingers in that pussy for sure. I don't, dude. I don't I trust think that anything. Thirty-five is actually named after a. Uh, I'm not sure what. Kalashnikov. It's named after, but I don't think it's named after a cat. It's named after Nabokov. Is it not? Zamyatin? Evgeny Zamyatin? No, no, no. What about, about... You know how, like, you got the F-14. That's a Tomcat. That's definitely a uh, pussy. You could call that the F-14 a pussy. Uh, the F-22, that's, that's the Raptor. You, you know, you can't really call that a pussy. No, that's a quick, nimble little bullshit. And the F-35, you don't... Christ, I forget what it, what it's named after. Let's see, we're going to look it up real quick. The F-35 for sale. Russia warns U.S. Air Force chief to remember Vietnam. All right. The Lockheed Martin F-35 Lightning too. Oh, it's a lightning. So it's not even an animal anymore. It's just a yeah. goddamn lightning bolt from yep. Zeus. It, it premiered last year in combat with the Israeli Air Force. Oh, it premiered. Yeah. It reared its ugly head. <laughs> it premiered in combat, dude. I bet those shareholders were sitting around with hard dicks while their <laughs> their planes were out there dogfighting, and they're like clicking champagne glasses together like she's christened uh-huh and they've got a feed of all the statistics coming back and and uh you know it's loaded down with spyware so they can see every little button the guy presses every direction he faces every nodule he twiddles oh yeah they've got it all <laughs> a whole bank of computers and fucking an entire building in northern virginia just to dedicated to this thing so yeah it takes a lot dude so yes. if you want to come out here and fly one that's cool but and you can look at a map it's just what i said is true the only people who use it are very wealthy we're talking south korea japan australia uk u.s uh, norway italy italy and turkey and Israel. you know that's kind of surprising that italy and turkey would be in on it uh israel not surprising at all um, there you go. Do you think uh, we should use the F-35 exclusively, only F-35s? They're so uh, elite, right? They're the next uh, thing. The idea was that that's what, we, what they would be for, but it ended up being so expensive because they made it all-purpose uh, plane that it just uh, just costs too much to massively deploy like they wanted. They're getting a little big for their riches. Right. The, you know, and this has been kind of thinking that has plagued a lot of fighter jet developments is that they wanted to do everything. And then in development, they realize this is costing more and more and more. And usually they scrap it. But this time, since it's the U.S. and we've got this ever inflating budget, you know, they just kept throwing money at it. You know, what is that called? The uh, whatever. Yeah, it's called the whatever theory of 
flight. Throwing throwing money away, uh, good money after bad. That's what you call it. And uh, these, you know, it's not it's still a, one of the best fighter jets out there. People will say, oh, it's no good. It's it's so expensive and it's not even any good. But it's pretty decent. You know, it'll do a lot more than these other jets will, and it's definitely gives these guys an advantage over other jets. It's good enough, right? Launch it in the sky and see what happens. You can uh, you can outlive in a plane like that. Get away with it, too. Buy a couple, just in case. I'm sure we bought a couple of them. It's not like they made it and then we're not buying any. Surely we bought a couple. You don't turn your nose up at that. You still collect a couple, right, as the government? Yeah, sure. And so you can still deploy an F-35. It's it's probably a pleasure to fly. I, I, it's probably like flying a PlayStation 5. I bet it feels incredible. <laughs> the thrust and everything. I mean, it's perfect. Now, the fight in Syria continues today. Um, and it's uh, considered the last stand of ISIS. Of course, we've heard ISIS is already defeated. We've also heard from Trump that we pulled out of, ISIS, of, of Syria totally. But uh, Yeah, we're pulling out, but we're going back in, he says. And we might pull out again and return at some time in the future, only to pull out again. <laughs> but this, this battle continues today. It's been going for two years. It's, it's a long fucking war, man. Uh, two years has passed. And mm. the nuclear <laughs> war Kilgore is describing. And meanwhile, the guy was taking creep shots of Alexandria. Ocasio-Cortez today and tweeting about it. And Christ. She retweeted him and called him out on it. And he is one of those blue checkmark dudes. He's about to get swept under the rug, man. Because he got the Alexandria Ocasio call out. He's finished. His creep shot days are over. He'll never take another creep shot again. Didn't you say she was fighting with Ivanka? Oh, yeah, yeah. So today Ivanka said that Americans don't want to be given jobs. They want to want to earn their way up and and pull themselves up like their bootstraps, just like she did. Oh yeah, bootstraps are everybody loves using those. And well, I mean, we don't need, we shouldn't need anyone to tell us better. But of course, Alexandria Ocasio Ortez fires some heat her way and says, "Yeah, you nepotist." Ooh, call her a fucking nepotist. No, I don't think she said that, but in so many words, yeah. That would be nuts if she did. If I mean, what would people even do with that? She called her a nepotist. Could you imagine looking at the first lady in the face and calling those old Not Melania, lips ne- Ivanka, Ivanka. A nepotist. Oh, we're talking about Ivanka? Yeah. Well, clearly she's got all her jobs from uh, her daddy and just gets paid million dollar. Uh, from your daddy. She gets her million dollar uh, allowance every year. You got that money from your daddy. That's an ugly thing to level at someone. You don't think Ivanka pulled herself up by her tits? No, I, t- I don't. I don't think she did. Well, she's cool, right? She's got the posture for the job. I bet she's. Uh, She's got award-winning posture. I'm not sitting up straight, are you? You're not sitting up straight. Yeah, I'm sitting up straight. You adjusted. No, I didn't. 
How uh, how straight are you sitting? Do you sit with the posture of an award-winning motherfucker like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm an award-winning motherfucker. Listen, every time I uh, get one of these uh, Hollywood types on the line, we're talking ICP, Dog the Bounty Hunter, we're talking Joe Rogan. Beautiful babies, all of them. Yep. Get them on the line. Yeah, Lemon Steve is going to be cool. He's going to tell us about what it was like to work with Barrett Brown on Friday night. I'd love to know. You know, I can't wait to hear all about it. It's going to be fucking great. That's, that's, I was surprised and shocked that we had uh, Barrett Brown, the man himself, on the show. We didn't hear that much. You know, he, he wanted to call it. Yeah, yeah. It was but his idea. I think... Steve is going to give us more insight into what the Pursuance Project is and what became yeah. of it. And yeah, it's it going to be, be fascinating. Barrett said specifically that he didn't want to talk about it. Right, and uh, um, maybe there's some bad blood going on or well, some, some other story here. Is it bad blood or is it a case of two good old boys? We'll find out Friday night. This is... Hate Radio, Kilgore, thank you as always for your patriotism and your nuclear expertise on the India-Pakistan thing. What expertise? I was just reading off some websites. Well, not a lot of, uh, we couldn't get anybody else in the newsroom to do that, and you're a goddamn patriot. Thank you for standing up. Uh, You're welcome. And uh, to our listeners, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, and thank you listeners for standing through the show. Uh, you, You can now sit down and Go about your whatever the fuck you were gonna do. Oh yeah. Before the show started. Go for it. And you and you scrambled to your computer set and you said I I can't miss this. <laughs> I can't. When am I gonna hear this again? Well you can hear it tomorrow after it hits iTunes and all that bullshit. Michael Cohen is gearing up for testimony tomorrow. We'll check that out too. Everybody, like Kilgore says, go fuck yourselves. And you get the fuck out of here. You get on out of here. You get on out of here. We got no use for you at this time. You have to leave now. Okay, we're going. Yeah.